This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. At the UPS Store, we know things can get busy this upcoming holiday. You can count on us to be open and ready to help with any packing and shipping or anything else you might need. Is there anything you can't do? Um, actually, I don't have a good singing voice. <clears throat> the UPS... Nope. But our certified packing experts can pack and ship just about anything. At least that's good. The UPS Store. Be unstoppable. Most locations are independently owned. Product services, pricing, and hours of operation may vary. See center for details. Come in today to get your holiday goodies there on time. Hello, I'm Rob Beckett. And I'm Josh Whittacombe. Welcome to Parents in Hell, the show in which Josh and I discuss what it's really like to be a parent, which I would say can be a little tricky. So, to make ourselves, and hopefully you, feel better about the trials and tribulations of modern-day parenting, each week we'll be chatting to a famous parent about how they're coping. Or hopefully how they're not coping. And we'll also be hearing from you, the listener, with your tips, advice, and, of course, tales of parenting woe. Because, let's be honest, there are plenty of times where none of us know what we're doing. Hello and welcome to Parenting Hell with... What's you, the preamble? That is him saying his name, Rob, which is a famous line from a film. I am Maximus. He's called Maximus. He's called Maximus, age three. Well, commander of the armies of the north, a true... Do you want to hear it again? <laughs> Does he do the full speech? <laughs> no, he, uh, Maximus he Redis Decimus, commander, the true leader, Marcus Aurelius, all that. Go on, give, give it to <laughs> us, Maxi. I think he says I'm Maximus Thompson. Maximus? Oh, is it Tyson? I think it's it Tyson. Can't be Thompson. Either way. You can't go Maximus into Thompson, can you? <laughs> no, Maximus it Thompson. Be. It sounds like an insurance policy for your holiday. <laughs> Travel Thompson with the Maximus Thompson. Scared of being trapped with a PCR result? Don't worry. Just take out Maximus Thompson. Um, oh, dear. I, you know what? I thought Maximus would provide you a lot of ground, Rob, but I didn't imagine it would be in the. Um, Holiday insurance area. So yeah, um, I mean, I think I'm. We've both um, been. The, the summer holidays are killing me. If I'm t- t- oh god, how many it. weeks in are you? Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm four weeks into a six stretch. Um, yeah. No, yes, they go back. Oh, let me. So let me just finish this detail. Oh, sorry, right? Maximus. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, he's three. <laughs> uh, he's from Oxfordshire. He's full of energy from the moment he wakes up till the moment he goes to sleep. Ooh. And he loves the question, why? Sounds a bit like he's a pain in the ass. No offence, Max. Yes. That full, full of, of energy. Full of energy. That's the kind of thing at a nursery. How was he doing? Full of energy and uh, very strong-willed, <laughs> knows what he wants. <laughs> he is... I'm sure he's well, lovely. I'm joking. He's going to love this. Yeah. He's confident and knows exactly what he no, wants. He's a little <laughs> shit and he's called Maximus. What are you creating? He's going he's gonna to... That guy is either going to go to prison or rule the world. Good, good luck to you, Max. As you can tell from his confident introduction. Thank you so, so much for the hilarious podcast. It's helped me get through the parenting day-to-day stretch. Yes. That is from his mum, Hannah. Hannah. 
How are you, Rob? Yeah, I'm good. A bit tired. It's just been a bit full on and with work and stuff. You must be knackered as well. You're dire at the moment. Paralympics. I know you're filming some overnight stuff. You've done the audio book. That take ages. I'll, I'll come to the audio book. <laughs> I'll come to the Paralympics. Um, yes, Rob, I will be honest with you. My diary, I've misjudged it. <laughs> uh, you know, all our discussions about how we'd really worked out Work-life balance yes. and how we knew what made us happy. Yeah, and all that stuff. And all that, you know, talking about, you know, Denmark, living Danishly. Do you need to do the overtime? Don't have the new thing. Just be at home more. Leisure time. Exactly. Relax. Exactly. And right. now what you... I you're, what, you're... have fucked up massively. <laughs> it, it can't be worse than the Dudley Oxford wedding, Zoe Ball, triple threat. Oh, I'm, I'm, I've spent a week trying to deal with... So, so a, we'll, 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 we'll come you, to the audio. What time but... did you finish work? Like yesterday, you worked yesterday filming. What's up? Ah, uh, yeah, five twenty a.m. Rob. <laughs> and then I got into bed, and my daughter came in at six ten. Oh nuts! Fifty minutes sleep. Fifty minutes sleep, and because I'd stayed up late yeah. working, the adrenaline was such you can, oh, that you're up. I, I, yeah, you, I was just up. I had to listen to a rival podcast to get to sleep. Rob, what, what was the rival podcast? I always listen to John and Ellis to get to sleep because I find them soothing. That's a backhanded compliment, isn't it? it? Well, do you know what? You go in and out of it, and I uh, so I, I then slept through the morning, and I just left them on. Yeah, I listened to about six episodes all morning. Nice. And occasionally, you're like, I'd wake up and I go, "This is this is good," and then I go back to sleep. Because it's just chat, doesn't it? I feel like they're in bed with you, and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, so you must be exhausted. So, oh, so what? Oh what? yeah, let's start with the Paralympics situation. <laughs> The Paralympic situation. You sound like an anchor on GB News. Let's talk about the Paralympic situation. So, 12 days. 12 days. When's it start? Tuesday. Tuesday, although tomorrow's rehearsal day. So, really. Yeah, we're recording this Sunday afternoon at 4 o'clock. What I like to call the perfect time to create. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) Everyone else having, you know... Having family time that we've talked about how it means so much to us. We're hustling. We're hustling while they're sleeping. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. I was hustling while most people were sleeping last night. Um, so... What was it? Just loads of encores? Yeah. yeah five right. Honestly. You just... It was an overnight shoot, wasn't it? That's why. You was start... What time did you start? Um, I started at 7pm. And the thing was, the adrenaline Tokyo was time. such... I just felt sad for the last two hours. <laughs> I, th- I know it's a chemical imbalance, but... Are you allowed to talk about what you're doing? No, I don't think so. Mm. Um, well, that's... well. You, you know, when I did a similar kind similar of show, show. Yeah. yeah, about Hamleys at Christmas, mm. and that did you feel sad? I felt really sad, and it finished <laughs> at four or five a.m. And I, I've never been more angry to be in a shop to the point where I cannot go back to Hamleys now. You've never been more angry to be in a shop? Yeah, at four a.m. after I've been in there for eight hours overnight. TV people have to make it real. I was like, can't we just pretend it? No. Can't we just there. put blackout blinds up for God's sake? Well, the fucking shop was shut anyway because it was lockdown. We could have done it midday. Oh, mate. But we did it. We stayed there overnight and did it all properly for one night in Hamleys with Tom Allen and Ramesh. And I left really tired and sad. Uh, but the show was I, good. I, I didn't want to get in the car because I didn't want to be on my own. Do you why, know what I mean? Why did you, why did you get so, depressed? Because oh, it, it, got Invisible Driver. <laughs> chat to the driver. You fucking... I, tried, I did. I did. <laughs> and he I don't said, want to chat. How was it going? And he said, it's my first job of the day. And I was like, oh, go on, fuck yourself. <laughs> Oh, he's had a good sleep, the geezer. Oh, you've yeah. done, nothing worse than when you're going, like whether you're working or you've been out all night and it's like 6am and the other person's had eight hours sleep and they've just got up. Oh my God, um, that's horrible. You can't talk to him. You've got nothing. You might as well be from different planets. Yeah. I were, So I was driving back through London. I went past 
uh, the Scala in King's Cross. Yeah. And there was people, revelers, I'd call them, Rob, revelers on the street. And I was just like, these people have been up all night partying. Yeah. And they're still having a good time. And here's me sitting, <laughs> You've been feeling paid. sad, trying to listen to John and Ellis to try and cheer myself up, to give myself some kind of like, to give myself a warmth of friendship in my ears <laughs> with a man who's been asleep for eight hours, having a lovely time in the front. On his, on his first coffee of the day? Yeah. And at least I'm going into 12 days of the Paralympics, filming time yeah. 10 p.m. <laughs> yeah, so, so that was Saturday night. Sunday we're recording this. Tomorrow, Monday is a rehearsal. And then, so basically it's 13 days in a row of you hosting yeah. a live show, essentially. So, at, yeah. We're going at mid- at yeah, we're going at midday. Yeah, you're going at midday. So, and... Um, we film till 11pm and I'm not going to get to sleep till 1am. No. I can't imagine. And currently, uh, my baby, he is waking up at 4am. <laughs> yeah. And when I say waking up, I mean up. He's shitting himself awake. <laughs> He's shitting himself awake. He's shitting himself awake. <laughs> all over his baby grow. So you have to change him. By the time you've changed him, he's up. He's up. He's ready. He's, he's, ready. he's driving cabs. He was doing the 2am wake up. So that was fine. But by the time he's on the 4 a.m. wake-ups, that's close enough to the morning that yeah. he considers that his proper wake-up. So he's got better at sleeping, but it's a worst-case scenario. So how much are you? How much parenting are you planning to do in this period? Is Rose taking a lot of the heat, or have you got, you know, family members I, to I, come I'm and planning. help? Oh, we've got we've got someone to come and help. Because, oh, okay, um, that's, yeah, because yeah. it's just it's just untenable otherwise. I can't do it. I can't do three hours sleep a night. <laughs> For 12 days doing a live TV show. You need some babysitters in or nans and granddads picking the... We've got we've got a nanny coming in to help on some of the days. And Rose is going away for two days. Okay. Um, right, she's going away for two days. She's going to visit a friend in Folkestone uh, with the kids. Oh, yeah, she's, she's not leaving kids. me. Yeah, she's not <laughs> leaving me with the kids. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I know we need a break, Rose, but cock, let Josh... <laughs> come on. He's got... Uh, there will be points where he run out of... T- like I had... <laughs> You'll literally run out of time to sleep. There'll be no time. Yeah. Honestly, it's genuinely, it's having two kids is now, it's, <laughs> it's like an admin nightmare. <laughs> because, right, if I had a normal set hours job, you could go, well, what we do each week is yes. this. That's that's the hardest thing, I think, not to like world's tiniest violin. But if you, if yeah. you don't have a regular schedule... That that is what me and Lou find the most difficult oh. thing because Lou never knows when she's got spare time, and then I no. can't, and then you get pulled from pillar to post. So it, it's it, yeah. having that routine does help, I think, keeping everyone happy. But every week it's like, so we need someone to help us on the Saturday and the Thursday morning, and do you yeah. know what I mean? It's just like this absolute. Oh, Rob, what a life! <laughs> what a life, Josh! What a life! If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. At participating McDonald's. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. How was the audio book? Oh, mate. You're doing yours next week, aren't you? I'll do it. And I can't think. No offence. I think 
I just can't think of anything worse than reading back my own book out loud. Um, well, I did yours, and it was. <laughs> Dude, but... I was like, I don't your... remember any of these things happening to me, but I'll put one. Oh, God. Um, so, three on the one hand, took... three and a half days. How many words have you got? It was 80,000. I think I can bang it out in three. Yeah. My book's I think... only 9,000 words. <laughs> no, Jackie. I was thinking 970, like, I think. You know, like, we've got the audio book of, like, Snail and the Whale. What I mean, what's that? 200 words? Like... Imelda Staunton stealing a fucking living with that, isn't she? <laughs> yeah, it's about time Staunton got a bit of stick. <laughs> Come on, Imelda. Stephen Mangan on bloody Mog and Meg. Mega Mog. What's he doing there? 100 words? Yeah, Come on, not... Mango, put the effort in. He's, quite, he's getting a day rate for that, isn't he? But anyway, <laughs> it's a really interesting experience doing the audiobook, Did right? you? Is there any parts of yours that are a bit emotional or sad that then uh, reading back made you upset? Um, well, I'm emotionally dead, so that was fine. Um, <laughs> there are bits where obviously it's, yeah, I wouldn't say there's anything that was like heartbreaking, but there's no. bits which are sadder. And actually, do you know what? Oh. They're the easiest bits to read, Rob, because you don't have to put much, you don't have to deliver it as no. a gag. Do you know what I mean? So are you doing accents in yours? Yeah. And the, and impressions the of holiday to China was a real problem. <laughs> But no, I don't, I can't do you, I can't do any accent. I just it's just something I, I'm I have no ability to do any accent. You must at have all. to do a couple of like. I can't do, do any accents. You know what, do my? What's that one? Is that Birmingham? Birmingham. Yeah, but just listen. So I'd go. You're right, man. Like I can't. I can't do it. <laughs> so you didn't even try. Go right there, so, mate. You're right there, mate. I can't do it. <laughs> okay, good. All right, new like, It panics me to try and do it. A can of Fanta. A can of Fanta. No, I can't do it. I can't do any accent. It still really sounds like Josh Whittacombe speaking. I know. I, I've just got... I've got... Rob, yeah. I have no range. <laughs> You're aware other people listen to this. There might be a casting director that wants you to be in something. Don't talk yourself out of a job. Yeah, but, well, I, I'm going to tell you now, right? If that person... Don't. I, I have no range. I have nothing. I have no range. You do. You are doing well. You don't even have a disability, and you're on the Paralympic coverage. <laughs> I'm. St- you think I'm Elder Staunton stealing a living? Look at me, mate. I've got nothing. He's stealing a living off disabled people. That's what Josh <laughs> Willigan does. Um. So I um. <laughs> um. There was positives and negatives. Yeah. To it. Fair enough. Now I'm. I'm. I'm look. I think it'll be fun once again. I loved it? doing it in a way. You right? haven't done much voiceover though, have you? Have you done much voiceover? Uh, I was the voice of a talking car in a Churchill advert. Thank you very much, Rob. Yes, I know, but that's that's a one. That's like an art, like two hour gig, and then it's done, isn't it? It's not week, yeah. hours. And that. When I do celebs go dating in a voiceover booth, I've worked out that I've spent two four weeks of my life in that box. Yeah, because it's two and a half hours oh, per show, man. and they've done like a hundred shows or something. Um, yeah, oh, no, I, I'm sure I'll be fine. But I'm doing that next week. Um, uh, yeah. So what week. what I would say about it, Rob, yeah. is so. I had a lovely time doing it. <laughs> yeah. I genuinely had a lovely time because, you know, you know how stiff my neck is, Rob. Oh, yeah. I am loving everything that is involved with, like, having a book out and feeling like I'm a proper author. Okay. So I'm, like, absolutely getting off on this fact that I'm doing an audio book. <laughs> like, okay. going, here I bloody am, doing my audio book. Like, Rob. <laughs> I'm doing a small book tour just because I wanted to do it. Are just you? To say, yeah. I was hey, just like... Are you- much work are you doing it was a misjudgment rob but it's too late now the tickets are available i'll instagram them out there's eight, eight small dates and i'll be honest with you 
I'll be. Oh, it's me and Ivo as well. So yeah. Ivo Graham's doing it with me, and it's going to be a lot of fun. It'll but, be great. It'll be great. But, and I'm doing. I'm doing all these things because I was like, this is right. I don't might not get to do this again. I'm really like like the idea of doing it. Well, that's good. It's passion. Yeah. So I loved doing it. Right. But you go fucking insane. Oh, this is not good for me. You do not try and do more than an hour. The words don't mean anything. More than an hour? Like without having a cup of tea or a break or something. A little break. Oh, right. And then you're like, could there be, you know, at least it's just me on my own, you know. It's not like I'm going to be in a booth and then in the next booth there's going to be someone who's going to be, you know, have a much more successful and high-profile book. (laughs) And then you look across and I was in the next booth to Michael McIntyre, Rob. (laughs) Can you see him? Yeah, we we hung out at lunch. As you're doing it, can you see him? But just silently. No, 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 no. There was a wall, but he was in the next room. Yeah, I, I wasn't looking across, and he, he was absolutely smashing it. You have a bigger room. He's smashing it. He's come out for an encore. He's he written did, another chapter. You know I hadn't even thought about it. He did. He did have a bigger room, actually, Rob. <laughs> of course he did. He's the boss man, isn't he? Yeah. He's a big dog. And then my voice started going, and oh, then no. because my voice was going, I had to redo the first three chapters to keep the voice uniform. Because oh, the first no. three chapters sounded like a different person, Rob. Like, <laughs> basically, my voice started going. They thought it sounded better, so I had to go back and do the first three chapters again. <laughs> oh, no, I wouldn't do that. I'd go, I'd just sound different. <laughs> it sounds like a that is That real. is me. Sorry if, it, sorry, if it, sorry if it sounds like someone else, but it isn't. That is just what, what my voice is like. <laughs> and I'm locked to a chair and forced to read it for four days. Do you know the worst bit, Rob? What, I don't know. What, the ending? Did you run out of patience writing it? <laughs> I got... Home and I had to read to my daughter. <laughs> You're like, you've got to be joking, mate. I'm not sitting here um, and reading. I've been doing this for six hours today. I think that, do you know what? I think the audiobook could go one or two ways for people, but it's definitely worth a buy because I'll either just be going for it or just livid. <laughs> I can't wait to find out what you think of doing an audiobook because I'll be honest with you, yeah. it is a game of patience. <laughs> that is not my, that is not my game. It's a game of patience. That's not my game at all. Oh, God. Anyway, we should probably talk about kids, shouldn't we, for a bit? Yeah, sorry. Parents. Sorry. No, it's all right. Well, that's to... been my week. That's been your week. Um, we've, um, we went to um, up to London to see Lion King. Oh, very nice. How was it? It was good. The uh, three-year-old's first ever theatre trip, Ooh. which was exciting. Did she enjoy it? Yeah, she did love it. But after every song finished, she went, is that the end? Like, out loud. Yeah. I was like, no. We're all thinking it. More. But it was so hot in there, Josh. Hot. It was so warm in the theatre. In I'd the theatre? It's really warm. You know, and, and, and like, it's all a bit hot and sweaty and the seats are all close. And then I, I love I love the show, but I fell asleep every time they started talking. You what? You I fell, fell asleep? I fell asleep. When they're singing, I'm awake, but when they start talking, because it's all a bit, it's quite, like Lion King's a great production, but it's quite magical and beautiful, but it, it's, it's quite banter low. It's not like a. It's not. It's, there's not a lot of opportunities for fun in Lion King. It's all like no. It's all quite bleak about his dad and then the stampede and he gets oh out. Oh And it's all a bit like oh, and the, the land and we, we're the circle of light. There's not. There's not oh, much mate. cheeky chappy banter. I know the Timon and Pumbaa come out, but they're they're carrying a lot. Would it kill them to put in a bit of Bradley Walsh? Do you know what I mean? Exactly. They did do a little frozen joke, throwing a few, uh, throwing oh, a bit yeah. of shade on Elsa. So did you actually fall asleep? Mate, yeah, but you know, like when you sat up, in my head, I could feel my head going. You know, I had like, you, and you feel like your head's about to snap off, like, like that. And then, um, I went, then I got into a nice little groove of snooze, right? And I was asleep, and I was just going, and then out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> 
Konnichiwa. And I was like, ah! and I woke up like I was, I was in a plane crash, you know, and like. <laughs> you could barely listen to your John and Ellis podcast, could you? <laughs> I know. Oh God. But uh, it is great and I loved it, but I've seen it before and I was so tired because I played football oh. the day earlier. I just started, oh, my, my tour word. shows had started up again. So I was oh. just hot and tired. And it was like, you know, when it gets so warm and you just sort of slip off a little bit. And it was one of them ones when they're like, I don't know what to look at in Lion King because they've all got like animal helmets on above their head. So are they? They're people. Oh yeah, I've seen real, the posters. There's, animals, so there's a guy with like a, a thing on top like a lion of his head. head on top of his head, but his yeah. face is sort of painted to look like a lion sort of thing. But then I don't know whether I should be looking at their head or the the, the helmet head. Yeah, so I, I don't find know. That. It's like I went to see the X Factor musical, which was great. Did you see that? The Harry Hill X Factor. Oh no, musical. was it good? Yeah, I really loved it. And um, but for the first half. There's a puppet in it, and the guy obviously is walking around with a puppet. Yes. And for the first 20 minutes, I didn't realise whether, whether... I was like, is this guy part of the cast, or are we meant to not know that he's there? Do you know what yeah, I mean? I, yeah, exactly. So I, I don't really know what I'm looking at, because if you sort of squint a little bit, it sort of look, they actually then it looks like an actual lion, like the way yeah. they move. It's a bit like cats like that. I think it'd be a better show if you've got glaucoma. <laughs> Edgar Davids would enjoy it. Oh That's what yeah! You... If you if you have to wear wraparound goggles to play sport, this is your this is, this is your show. On the train up though, it was quite funny. On the train up, we went from Hiver Green, where I used to live with Lou, yeah. and um, we had like the, the, our first baby there for six months, and we moved out to Zone Five, and um, was going from Hiver Green. We went, oh, we used to live in Hiver Green, and we said, and you used to live in Hiver Green, didn't you? And the five year old was like, did I? Did I? I went, yeah, you lived there for six months, and the three year old was like. I lived here too. And was like, oh, no, no, you didn't live here. And then now she's screaming upset that we live somewhere without her, but I <laughs> cannot accept that she wasn't born. And so she's getting really upset going, but I want to live in Hiver Green. Why did you not let me live in Hiver Green? And then the five-year-old starts going, yeah, I loved Hiver Green when I lived here. Oh, oh, I was like, you bitch. She was like, I loved it. it was so- I was like, oh. you were six months. Oh, okay, what's your best bit about Hiver Green? Give me one good thing about living in Hiver Green. You've got nothing. You've got nothing. You left after six months. Oh, is, that is... They're getting a bit bored of each other. They play lovely, but because it's been summer holidays, yeah. it's just been them. that They're getting a little bit like eggy with each other and a bit aggressive. Yeah. So we're having to keep an eye on it and a few fewer timeouts. Um, it's it's, stuff like it's that. when you say something like that, that then you, the instant you say it, you know you've said the wrong thing. Yeah, like you start, Matthew Crosby of this uh, of this parish, as they say, he texted me that he so he was going out on Friday night to watch uh, Supergrass in Crystal Palace Park okay. because it's nineteen ninety seven. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> good on him <laughs> because that Shed Seven gig got cancelled, didn't it? So <laughs> the, tick- the tickets been held for quite yeah. a while. There's a lot of cancellations. The Levellers supporting big gig that was. Um, and his daughter was up as he was leaving. His two year old daughter, and she said, "Where are you going?" And he said, he thought, I presumably thought he couldn't explain what a gig was. So he said the park. <laughs> and the instant he said the park. Oh, she wants to go to the park. She burst into tears because her dad was going to the park without her. Oh, a nighttime park seems so exciting yeah. to a kid. Yeah. Oh, and no. He basically left uh, his wife uh, dealing with a crying child while he went to watch a band that hadn't <laughs> had a hit since 1998. <laughs> yeah. Want to be more active this summer? Sierra helps you save on everything from swimsuits to stand-up paddle boards, tennis rackets to fishing tackle. And if that doesn't float your boat, we also have pool floats. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! 
uh, Lou did some of the greatest clutch pressure performance parenting I've ever seen, Josh. Yeah. Okay, so I'll set the scene. Basically, um, the three-year-old's in a nursery, a uh, really good nursery around the corner. However, it just does um, like nine till three. And Lou's starting to do a bit more voluntary work yeah. and teaching work. So we need a bit more yeah. flexibility. And I need a bit more flexibility with the... Because this, this nursery can do like nine, yeah. eight till six or something. Oh, that's so what we've got, Rob. If, if Lou has to work in the afternoon or if I get stuck somewhere, we've got a bit more flexibility and you can just sort of leave them there. Anyway, yeah. boring, boring, boring. But we're changing the nursery. So I was a bit worried about that because it's a new thing. And yeah. Anyway, um, we're in the nursery. We, we took her there to have a little show around because she hasn't got like a stay and play until a couple of weeks or something. Just to sort of introduce the idea of mini school before she yeah. goes to proper school anyway so we're doing it they're playing in the garden we get shown like the little garden area of a wendy house and then we get shown at like the room and all that and we're like oh yeah it's great chat 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 we're chatting to him anyway we got okay well thanks very much we're gonna go now and they goes the girls go no we don't want to go we're having so much fun and they go and hide in the wendy house and in front of like the nursery people right who are gonna be looking after the kids yeah. and also at this stage they can always really go like oh actually we don't want them to come <laughs> do you know what i mean they don't yeah. have to have the kids yeah you're on a, you're on a probation at yeah least, of course you, you're on best behavior it's like meeting yeah. in-laws isn't it when it's a new score nursery so anyway and also what lou doesn't realize is i've just been talking to him in the wendy house ages going get out now don't embarrass me and they go no dad ah. so they're absolutely mugging me off right going, and, I'll, and oh, I'm, going, I'm going to count to oh, three God, this is my, oh this is my worst right? nightmare yeah, my but, hands are going wrong my hands but, are going so i'm i'm doing this but they, the nursery people can't see me right yeah. And then I just leave it. I, I basically just walk away. I, I'm like, I, you know, I just, I just panic like a captain of a ship jumping off into a, the first lifeboat, right? So I just <laughs> leave it. And then okay, and then we sort of say goodbye to them. And Lou goes, oh, I'll just get them then. And in front of like three people from the nursery and me, Lou just goes to the Wendy house and goes, come on, girls, we're going. And they go, no. <gasps> and then Lou just... Oh, my gosh. Gidge. It was like, oh my it's like watching, you know, like the Stig on Top Gear when he just like, does a handbrake turn and just like parks something like... And it's just like, and they have the music playing. <laughs> they just went, we're going now. I'm going to count to three. One on one, they came out. And then Whoa. Lou, Lou was swaggering like Conor McGregor. I, and even I How did it. she do that, Rob? No idea. I've never seen anything. It was like, it was like a spell. It's like Jedi. Wow. Jedi shit. That is amazing. And it was so, and, but the pressure for the, on that was, it, yeah. it was next level pressure. what would have happened if that was me is I'd have gone counting to three. One, two, three. You've got to be out by 10, okay? So it's four, yeah. five. Ten, yeah, 10 three times. I'll count yeah, yeah. three times and then we're out. We're out of here. Sorry about this. It's, just, it's a thing we do. But they don't listen. I panic and cry. They're, they're really good at counting, aren't they? Because look at the numbers they're getting me up to. Yeah, this look. 150 are on now. Look at this. You've got kids in your nursery that can count this high. But it was, it was, um, it was unbelievable. I, I was just like, this, is, this isn't going to happen. Lou's going to get very no. stressed at the end of this. Um, but uh, yeah, that no, was funny. <laughs> really funny. Um, um, should we do some Instagrams? Let's have some Instagrams, Rob. Okay, let's have some Instagrams. I've got some great Instagram messages. We'll do Go small on. business shout out as well. Um, yeah. Also, I'll mention Sean Locke as well. Um, unfortunately, oh, yes. poor old Sean uh, passed yeah, away this week. Very so sad, sad in the world of comedy and also cut through into sort of the mainstream as well, really. I know, I know he was on the mainstream, but like you sort of forget how popular he was to a point because he wasn't on social media as, as such, you know? He, he, was, he was genuinely, I thought, obviously it was it was really beautiful how much a response it got. Yeah. Um, there's very few comics who you're excited to hear what they 
are going to say on everything. Do you know what I mean? Well, yeah, exactly. And it, I think it, it almost felt like, you know, he like we on a panel show, with him, he was like the master and we was all just apprentices, yeah. just fully aware of he knows exactly what to say, when to say, how to say it. And yeah. you, you, he's not really on his level. It's the way, you know, Arsenal footballers talk about playing with Dennis Bergkamp. It's yes. like he was just a different level and he was just doing something that you couldn't really exactly. you know, replicate. I, I remember when I had, I had a... Uh, a black eye after playing football and I was backstage and I was trying to cover it up with makeup but it wouldn't work and it was a boring story and he went oh what happened to you I went oh got it playing football but I don't know what to say because I've only got a funny story I went but I could probably make something up couldn't I and then he went oh someone's learning <laughs> really <crummy. laughs> and the other I tell you what the, the, the story I remember is Sean which is like less backstage at a comedy mm. gig type of, of story was um, did you ever go did you go to that Prince Coco gig uh, no, I did. Why didn't I go to that? Hillsy went with Nick Clegg. <laughs> Course he did. Right. So we're at Coco and Prince is on. And then I turn the corner and then Sean just turns up with his wife, Anushka, so happy and dancing, like properly dancing. Oh, wow. Because he loved it. He was a decent dancer as well and loved dancing. Yeah, yeah. And he, they were properly going for it. Well, I don't, too fair. I don't know how good he was, quality was. He seemed good to me. But he was just loving life, dancing with his wife. And I thought, Sean Locke don't dance. <laughs> What's going on? But I think that's what made him so good. You thought on paper he's yeah. a bit of a Mickey Flanagan geezery type guy. But yeah. He was so surreal and into yeah, different definitely. things. And he was it was it's was so sad. He was absolutely amazing. But um I'm just I'm lucky to have worked with him really. I met him. Yeah, it's amazing. I remember the first time. So the first thing I ever did on TV was the Edinburgh Gala in 2010. Yep. And someone dropped out on the day, so I got put in. I remember turning up. And I'd been put, it was me and Sean Locke in a dressing room. Oh, yeah. And it was a, a very quick, like, to me, it was the most scary kind of day in the world. And it was a very quick kind of introduction into how quickly you kind of adjust to these things. Mm. He just w- swanned in, didn't he? I was like, you're not even going to get changed. He was like, no, I'm just going in this, couldn't care less. <laughs> didn't even, and he was like scribbled a couple of things on his notepad and that was his set and he walked out <clears throat> and I was watching the set the other day and it's just him he like and I mean this in the best possible way one of the things I loved about Sean Locke he didn't seem to give a shit if anyone laughed no if it made him laugh and yeah. he's doing he's doing this act which is just where he's doing impressions of Bernard Manning <laughs> where he does old school jokes yeah. and then breaks into song and he's just you did things that no other comedian would do and he didn't give a shit yeah. in the best possible way. Yeah, and he did it and he did it with no yet no like oh look at me actually I'm doing something quite different here. Where some yeah. people like the idea of what kind of comedian they are rather than just doing comedy and he would just go out and do something mental where other people would build such a whole sort of career and thing of like, oh that's the person that does that thing. He'd do about fifty different things in a week yeah. of shows. And yeah, he he's one of the He's, he had a real genius, like one of a kind oh, totally. type comedy mind. Where obviously, you know, like people are funny and do stuff, but you you do start to notice people that think in a similar way of how comedians think. But I don't think there's many people that has a brain like his. No. or had a brain like his that could just think like he's mad, mad stuff. There's loads of clips going around. Obviously, lots of them a countdown. But one of the ones that I always remember, and I watched quite a load, is there's a one where he's on Big Fat Quiz of the Year. Yeah. And they do, you know, that thing where the kids act out the news story. Yeah, and they're crap at acting. And he just goes into this rant about how shit the kids are at acting. And it's one of the <laughs> yeah. funniest things. You're just no. like, 
The bravery of him was unbelievable. Well, I think he did. You know what everyone does in the sort of slight private, but you think, oh, I can't actually say that on telly. I'll say that on stage. He'd just do it. But in a way that wasn't really offensive. It was, there'll be those yeah. kids that watch that that will go, oh, I was one of the kids that he slagged off. Like in, yeah. a, in a positive way, as almost like a name drop type thing of like, you know those kids he said they were shit acting? I was one of them. <laughs> Oh, it's um, amazing. But yeah, oh, it's he so brilliant. sad. Uh, so, um, you know, our thoughts with his, his family. family. Yeah, of yeah. course. So that's kind of what you think about a lot as well, isn't it, when these things happen? Yeah, it's so, so, so sad, isn't it? But, uh, you know, uh, yeah, it's really horrible. Bless him. Um, right, now I've got to do a gear change into Instagram real gear messages. change. This is a classic one-show situation. Okay, Rob. and now, um, you know, I was talking in the week about having a shit in front of your partner. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think I've that's got the tribute Sean would want. Yeah, exactly. Or, or yeah, we can go go from that. This is this is good actually. This is really funny. They're keeping it anonymous. Hi, Robin Josh. Huge fan of the podcast. Have both your books on order. Good man. Yeah. Or woman. It's Anon. Um, I reg- you know why not? I regularly listen while I walk up and down the high street to get my twelve week old to sleep. Um, after listening to the Ellie Taylor episode, I thought I'd get in touch. My wife and I have been together ten years and married for two. Much like Ellie, we keep the mystique in the relationship and have never discussed toileted habits in front of each other for a decade. Earlier Ooh. this week, I let out a fart. Quite a horrendous one, to be honest. My wife asked if it was me, to which I quickly denied and blamed it on our newborn. Classic. Yeah. The next day, my wife informs me she was so concerned about the smell of our newborn's fart that she had already spoken to the doctor and had a blood test booked to check everything what? was okay. This has got... I think this is a... Um... I think the wife's playing a game here, right? Surely. <laughs> no, she's booked it. Well, no, because if, if it's genuinely awful and like sewerage and it's from a newborn, yeah. you know, I mean, I think that yeah. this baby must be oh allergic to the milk or oh is it eaten something? Have I given it something that it's allergic to? Oh that, my God. That something is something is compromising the stomach of this child if that smell came from oh it. Oh my God. This and is it a wasn't. situation. Um, this I, is a proper Larry David Cobra enthusiast This is great, but then, isn't it? I feel horrendous and now I have to come clean, destroying the mystique in our relationship to avoid my 12-week-old having an unnecessary blood test. I hope you are listening. <laughs> I, think, I think they may be coming clean now. Or what? Not no. <laughs> that is unbelievable. <laughs> I think that might what? be what happened, has happened. No. Well, there's only one way for the wife to respond, and that is next week via email. Yes. Yes, that'd be great. Um, I've got loads more. I'll do a couple more, and then... Um, that is... So has that person done it anonymously? Have they yeah, given anonymously. Name? But then you'd know if you if you know. if you uh, listen to this and you've booked a blood test for your baby after an awful fart. But do double check that it's definitely that person because what we don't want is a cancelled blood test from a baby that does have a bad stomach. Look, if your if your baby's shit stinks, just get a blood test just in case. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. I'll, yeah. I'll, give, I'll give you another one um, before we do small business shout outs. There's a couple of good ones here. Um, oh, this this is good. You know, we asked for um, things that you've said that. Um, like make you sound like your parents. So I said to my kids, that 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 chairs chairs are for sitting on, oh, not yeah. for standing on. You yeah. know, like this is a great one we got here. So this is from Nicholas. Hi Roman Josh, as a child of the eighties, I'm sure that my parents would make up things not to do as it would affect me in later life. Here are some things I've nearly said to my children from my childhood. Don't sit too close to the TV, you'll get square eyes. Yeah. That's not true, is it? No, no, it's, true. no it's not true. Um don't sit too close to the fire or you'll get chill blains. Think this was a little chill harsh. were a big deal when I was a kid. Yeah, I've not heard chill, chill blains. Yeah, I've not heard of chill blains since. Didn't Brian Connolly used to do it in his set? And I chill blains for children. Oh right. Well, I, I, yeah, I don't. I, 
I haven't thought about a chill blame since kind of the 90s. Well, you've not been set in front of fires, have you? Or, well, no, I haven't, no. But I thought it was cold then. I thought it was like cold then hot. And you used to get them on your toes. And I liked them, Rob. <laughs> you like chill? I mean, you're from Devon. It was probably like a high. I enjoyed a, I enjoyed a chill blame, Rob. You've got to get your thrills where you can. I loved a chill blame. Chill blame? Yeah, I've not, heard, I've, I've not heard of chill blames. Um, How do you have a chill blame recently? Do email in. So, um, chill blains are small itchy swellings in the skin that occur as a reaction to cold temperatures. So, but it was that pleasure pain thing, Rob. It was don't nice sit to too squeeze close to fire, you'll get chill blain. But then if you buy the fire, is that the most often affect the body's extremities? Um, it was the toes, wasn't it? It was the toes, the little toe being yeah. a chill blain. Oh, glorious. Don't come running to me if you break your leg. Absolute yeah, classic. Nice. Stop crying or I'll give you something else to cry about. Well, that's a bit much. A bit harsh, isn't it? Yeah. Um, you're right, Nicholas. Is this a cry for help? Um, <laughs> you better wipe that look off your face. Oh, my God. Where did you grow up, Nicholas? <laughs> oh, you grew up in Borstal, by the way. <laughs> it's like a nunnery in Ireland 100 years ago. <laughs> if the wind changes, you, your face will stay yeah, like that. Yeah, that's it. Nice. Yeah. And do you think you are Jesus? No, well, shut the door. You were not born in a barn. Right. I've got yeah, a lot of issues with that. He was born in a stable. stable. It's a stable. It's a stable. But he's got, his, he's got his, uh, his lines mixed up. Do you think you're Jesus is a real strong opening conversational gambit? Imagine as well. that. Actually, yes. Yes, I do. And watch yeah. this, and he just walk across the bar. <laughs> um, my friend's parents used to say, um, when we'd go out to the town nearby, if you uh, if you didn't like hold their hand at the road, she said she'd say, "Hold my hand if you don't want me to take home you home to your parents in a paper bag." Oh, which was always felt quite a vivid. Yeah, that's uh, quite brutal. Yeah, I don't think it's how it would have played well, out. Obviously, my mum always used to go if you were, like playing the garden with no pants on, we go put that away, put your willy away, or the dicky bird will come and get it. Like, what a horrific thing to tell a child that there's these pedo nonce birds <laughs> swooping in to bite off a kid's dick. That's horrendous. When you think about what you're, what you're suggesting exists in your street, is that this bird's going to come down and nibble your knob off. Peck, peck the pecker. This one's a good one. This one, Susie, this one's Susie. Two little birdies. I can't believe it. Why is it two little birdies? That's weird. I must have half seen that while I did my little uh, pecker um, line. Now, parent sounds. My seven-year-old was walking home from school with her jacket hanging off one shoulder. And I somehow found myself saying, I didn't pay full price for that jacket for you to wear half of it. Oh, that is a, that's a proper bit of parenting. Yeah, who cares? That is, that is, how cold's that shoulder? Why do they get involved, parents? like That's that? the kind of thing that you get involved in and then you think, is this really an issue? Is this some problem I've got myself? Do you know what I mean? Yes. It's, it's like me making my peace when my daughter doesn't like wearing trainers. Yes. That's that just it. So what does I'm she just, wear? She likes boots she and She wears sandals. wellies or the jellies. The jelly sandals. Wellies or the jellies. Wellies, you go, in the morning, is it a wellies day or a jellies day? So, yeah. So she wore wellies at all time. But wellies are easy, comfortable. She might not want them tight. She wears a dress and wellies. She mainly looks like she's just passed her GCSEs and she's going a welly, to festival. Wellies to nursery. Yeah. Does she? I've lost. I, I just can't. I and can't. You really try want it. her to wear a pair of Converse, didn't you? I can tell. Yeah. Do you know what, Rob? <laughs> I bought her a pair of Nikes. She didn't give a fucking shit, mate. Oh, no. I'm, I've, I've still... sat her through the last dance to try and get it through to her, but she doesn't <laughs> that's, a long, that's a long watch for a four year old. Yeah, um, she thought Scotty Pippen did, deserved a better contract, but apart from that, she didn't come out with any interest in those <laughs> yeah. trainers. Um, right. Da, 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 da. Okay, let me find this. I've got a real hipster small business here. 
Hi, Josh and Rob. First up, thanks a ton for the moral support. We had our first baby, Imogen Immy, at the beginning of the original lockdown, and your last kept us going through the seemingly endless park walks. We absolutely would love a shout-out for our small business. Me and my husband, Tom, we're the first UK sake brewery. Oh, yes, We're based in Peckham, so I'd love to pour you and your thirsty parent listeners a glass of the fresh stuff. And you can follow them. I've never had sake. It's sort of like Japanese. It's, it's a Japanese it's like rice, spirit. isn't it? Rice spirit. Oh, is it a rice spirit? I think so. Okay, well, they, they, they're doing it, mate. And it's called Can Canpai, K-A-N-P-A-I. So it's Canpai London, at Canpai London, K-A-N-P-A-I London, and Canpai.London. Is that a website, Dot London? Dot London, wow. that can't be it. Oh, they've got ta- they've got a tap I've got tap room, bar and kitchen opening Wednesday and Thursday, five till ten, Friday, five eleven. Yeah. Oh, so it's a proper like shop. I thought they were just busting it just out. Just thought they were just making a bit of sake in their living room. Yeah. Oh, well done. Good on I mean, it, it, it is still a small business, but they've got a proper you can actually go to Peckham and have some sake. I mean, oh mate, that this, is, this so is talking my stiff oh, you're language. So mate. stiff, your neck's so stiff. Look, of course he's got long hair and a beard, Tom. I've seen Tom on his Insta. He's an hipster. Oh, uh, yes, please. You can't I'll tell you, you what. Know, go on. Went through the uh, presents my daughter got at her party last week, Rob. Oh, yeah. It was the most. I mean, can I guess? She loved them. She loved them. I would say canvas. And I, I'll How be much honest, canvas. I, I loved them, Rob, but it was, it was, well. It was a stiff neck bunch of uh, East London presents. Was it? And no mistake. All wood, no plastic. Well, yeah. Do you want to have a guess? There was there was there was one plastic present which was frozen based. Oh, uh, was it the microphone course, that sings? No, it was uh it was a series. It was a frozen hairbrush, hair bands, all the hair stuff for oh, frozen. Okay. Fair enough. And what yeah. were the other ones? Just lovely like art boxes, gardening stuff. Cool. Um, those uh slug book- slug pellets. Slug pellets, yeah. Oh, mate, don't He's talk to me about slugs. slugs. It's all happening. Oh, let's not go into it, Rob. about slugs. I want to know about your slugs. Well, it's just the weather for it, isn't it? All this slight rain. The slugs fucking love it. <laughs> you got a lot of slugs then? We've got a few. I'll be honest with you, Rob. Yeah. I, about a month ago, I said to myself, you know, I've made the peace with the trainers. Yeah. I said, I'm too busy. I've made the pit my peace. This summer, the garden is going to shit. I don't care anymore. I'm not doing any more towards the garden this summer. It's too late. Just let it go. Let the slugs have it for a year and then come in hard next year. And the slugs have taken it. Rob, it's like it's like I've left the garden. It's like Afghanistan. The slugs have come and taken it. Really? It's unbelievable. You just can't. You... My retreat has absolutely led to the bad guys oh. taking over again. <laughs> You've had a howler. You did... I've done a Joe Biden, you mate. It's out a too early. Too yeah. fast, too early. Um, exactly. I um... should have left some trees. Well, yeah, leave, leave it and then go back for it next year. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, what's your small um, business? Your small show? business, yes, please come on. Okay, I, I always try not to do the top one, but it's a good one. Okay. So, uh, hi, Rob and Josh. Uh, it's a, I run a very unique charity here in the UK where we send pens and pencils to kids in Africa that can't afford them. Oh, we've sent over a million in the last ten years, and hopefully, and hopefully, long may that see that pause I did there, Rob. Mm. Was and then I retook it. Yeah, that was that's in there that's because good, but... I know any any fuck up of reading now, and I will just just go back and retake it. Good, good. I, I, won't, I won't accept a stumble anymore, Rob. No, you will not accept a stumble. You are clean, clean for the edit. Um, so do they send paper as well to Africa, or just the pens? They've already got paper. Rob. They've already got paper. Uh, 
That's a different. That's a different charity. <laughs> this is www.pensforkids.co.uk. Yeah, you should pay for kids and pens for kids. But uh, pensforkids.co.uk. Take care. Cheers, Chris. <laughs> thank you for listening, everyone. No, thank you very much. And Did you enjoy Take Care? Cheers, Chris. <laughs> really, really enjoyed it. I thought you were delivering that to the audience. I didn't know you were still reading the email. I thought that was the end. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry, you thought that's how I was ending uh, the Yeah, show. and then Chris threw me. If you'd said Josh there, I would have just shut up and assumed that we'd stopped. <laughs> Imagine if I just decided to end. Uh, it's pensforkids.co.uk. Take care. Cheers, Josh. Bye. <laughs> God, he's so ruthless after the audiobook. <laughs> piss around he's, he's had 50 minutes sleep you, we spent longer talking about our fucking kids and you have sleeping today <laughs> oh god oh, see you on Friday I've got loads of good Instagrams we'll go through them on Friday alright good see you then bye bye, bye. Hello, I'm Sean Walsh. And I'm Paul McCaffrey. And we're here to tell you that our podcast, What's Upset You Now, is back for a brand new series. Now, I know what you're thinking. Do I have time in my life for another comedian-hosted podcast with my busy schedule? Well, in most cases, no. But here's why What's Upset You Now is different. Each week, we ask ourselves and a guest, What's Upset You Now? And we spend exactly 15 minutes discussing and ranting about the frustrations and idiocies of everyday life. Anything from a bus driver wanting the exact change. To those people doing yoga in the park. And quite often, just simply each other. Yeah, it's basically anything and everyone. It's the podcast equivalent of being in the pub with your two funny mates, putting the world to rights. Yeah, at 2am, so do expect shouting. Listen to What's Upset You Now, available on all podcast platforms. Podcast.